Do you want to be that, here? That Neither do we. Left. That's why we call it the obligatory. We talk about farts and mics. It's five thousand dollar beds, girls' comedy, and Kermit's butthole. <laughs> yeah, maybe the facts York. aren't right, but what? here's the obligatory yeah. podcast with Kermit and Mike. What's going on, everybody? It is episode 65. Oh, I thought you were telling me to do it, but it's all right. And as always, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and that's pretty much it. You got any tours coming up on comedy, stand-up? Uh, uh, no, I got nothing this week. It's I got nothing It's a nice, either. relaxing week off. I actually didn't book much for June or July because I knew I was going to be taking the kids up north. They're out of school. They got out of school on, uh, I think, Wednesday is their last day. So uh, in July, we're going up, uh, we're going to go to Connecticut and New York for a few weeks. And then in June, I just kind of kept it low key. I only picked up like uh, two or three dates. I think uh, Kevin White and I are going through like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama or something. All down south. Mm-hmm. Tour. We're going to we're going to call it the it's the woman's choice tour and see how that works <laughs> yeah, they, out. You're going to get a good crowd. Yeah, we might not get many laughs, but we'll fill up those rooms with people picketing us. <laughs> it's oh. a it's a marketing thing. Oh, yeah. OK. Hey, what time out? Sam's moving. Yeah. Sam and uh, her girlfriend are moving to New York. When? Well, like soon. They hit me up the other day. I guess they had like a uh, bow and arrow set. That they're not taking with them, but they know the boys are into archery. Uh, of course, two lesbians would have a bow and arrow set. What do you mean by that? <laughs> just a bunch of angry girls just want to kill people with bow and arrows. They're like the movie The Maze that, or I Maze Runner. I don't think there's any yeah, correspondence. They do, man. That yeah, doesn't they do, correlate. Man. Lesbians, Although I will say lesbians this. Lesbians make great archers. I will say this. like You see all those medieval women posters and movies, and it's always a chick with a bow and arrow. Exactly. They never give her a sword. It's exactly. always like from Tomb a distance. Raider. Yeah. Uh, the Tomb Raider, they gave her a bow and arrow. Yeah, she shot everybody with a bow and arrow. And it's funny too because sometimes they do the, like the cover art, and you see that the arrow's on the wrong side. Like at least give the girl archery. Uh, I don't know that shit. So you. Oh know really? That. Yeah, I don't know that shit. Yeah. So, but I mean, you look at it, you got what Brave, like Disney Brave. Battle Princess. They give her a bow and arrow. You got a uh, Katniss from the uh, Hunger Games. Exactly. Right? They see? give her a bow and arrow. Like, All uh, women shoot bow and arrows. Yeah, I think there was a movie called Merlin or something. There was one girl, and she was the, uh, I don't know, like the s- psychic sorcerer. But also, everybody else got the big swords, and she gets the bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. So they're moving to New York. That's what I hear. Damn, Maybe we man. should have her on before she goes. Yeah, we got to have her on before she goes, and uh, we got to have her write some more songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to archive it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Comedy-wise, last week where we left off, uh, Wednesday night I drove down to uh, Port Charlotte, Florida for a one-nighter. I was headlining at Vasani, and I've been through there before. It's a Comedy Zone room, great room, everything else. But this night, uh, about half full. It was a Wednesday night off night. Had Miguel Colon uh, featuring for me, Luke Trotta hosting. And uh, when I tell you it's been a while since I've been on stage just counting the minutes till my set is over, uh, yeah, dude, it wasn't it wasn't a fun show. <laughs> uh, I, I'm usually I'm usually pretty good with older audiences. I you know I can clean it up and keep everything. And even though I was cleaning up and everything, there's just something about doing one of your you know, favorite jokes and look at the audience and it's just people sitting there smiling politely like, oh, that wasn't bad. Like an Asian audience is this mm. clapping politely. They're but not laughing or anything. You got to remember, I came off that Megacon high where we were just like, <laughs> where we actually had people we laughing, just crushing, <laughs> yeah. dude. Those those people were great. I mean, you could riff and they were enjoying it. 
And then uh, also because it was like an older crowd, all the stuff that I wrote during Megacon weekend, like the pop culture stuff and everything, uh, that wasn't going to fly in this room. <laughs> and, you're, doing, uh, you're doing your Transformers jokes and shit like that? They weren't going I, I didn't even try them. Uh, <laughs> Miguel featured for me. He did 25 minutes up front, and I don't think he got a good all-room on-board laugh until his closer. He's a dirty comic, though. Uh, I don't know if he's... He he does dirty a lot, but in this room, this room's very strict on like no sexual stuff, okay. no f bombs and stuff like that. So, but he was just up there for like a good twenty with like every now and then like a huh And in that audience, there was like maybe out of you know fifty or sixty people, all mostly all over sixty, there was like a couple of thirty or forty something sprinkled in, and those were the ones coming out afterwards, being like. Hey, great show, you know, yeah. but right, thanks. Yeah, Where's but part of, part of it, too, is uh, when you have an audience like that and you do have some good laughers in the audience, there's people that will laugh early on. And then when no one else laughs with them, they start feeling self-conscious. So even though they want to laugh out loud, they're like, oh, we're doing the show like this. We're just going to keep it. Gotcha. So, yeah, still a good time afterwards. Like I said, I've been through there quite a bit. Merchandise was still great, but I hate selling merch to people when I feel like the show didn't go great. Because they're like, oh, you were so funny. I'm like, shut up. You don't have to say that. Just buy the merch. <laughs> Just buy, please buy my watch. Yeah. And then uh, I I drove back because uh, I did, they gave me a hotel. And I wanted to stay at the hotel because they gave me a really nice bed. And it had one of those jacuzzi hot tubs like in the middle of the room. And I was <laughs> okay. like, why wouldn't you want to stay here? But uh, my youngest had his vpk graduation moving on up to kindergarten which i think we're just celebrating everything now well they, they have freaking celebration for all these kids man everything now. yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you accomplish you know oh. you learned to wipe your own butt congratulations is that what they teach in pre-k they 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 better because teachers don't teach that in pre-k do they uh they sh that's your job that's my job oh i better get on oh that. your kids all shitty no my kid's really good at only having like he's he's potty trained of course never has an accident at school but sometimes he still has accidents at home and it comes from you see him doing the happy dance like ali you need to you need to go try using number the one or number two uh both every now and then oh jesus he's oh, look who's talking he's you shit yourself once a year he's worse than me not worse than you <laughs> not a chance nothing's worse what than a you shitty kid <laughs> so uh i came home did that and then that night uh charlie Bowie and i took a gig out in melbourne at a place called twisted rooster that jeff jones was booking and when <laughs> Jeff Jones, when, yeah, what names did you pass on before calling it the Twisted Rooster? Yeah, yeah. A twisted cock sounds a better now. Mm, uh, sounds painful. We'll do uh, Rooster. So uh, Jeff Jones hits me up and he's like, "Hey, it's a little gay bar out in Melbourne," and he's like, "By on their comedy nights, it's a really mixed audience." And I was like, "Dude, okay," because you know Jeff and I go way back. I met him when I moved up here this last time back in like 2009, and he was running shows at the parliament house so the parliament house i've done shows there before there's not a bigger gay club than the parliament house that, shows. that is like the so that is like the mecca of gay yeah so i'm like dude i don't care if it's a gay club. it's Where, not around anymore is it parliament house yeah it is i thought they shut it down no pulse is shut down well, <laughs> yeah i know that oh but, well it seemed like you didn't no, no. I, of course i knew that one no but, parliament house is still going oh, okay out. i thought they shut it down for like health issues and mm -hmm. like i remember like there's like a big old article 
about like something because it's a hotel too, right? It's a resort. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah, your eyes twitching because you probably catch like STD going in there, but still, no, it's a resort. They said it was really bad on a really. Mm-hmm. I I didn't hear about. I know that. you're making a joke. I'm uh, being like legit, like yeah. A news report. Came I haven't out. been there. Uh, same thing. Jeff Jones had his animatronics show there last year, so uh, I went over and checked it out. But, right. Yeah. No, I I hadn't heard anything about it being closed down. Um, but when Jeff hit me up, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Money's good. Let's go do it. And it doesn't matter if it's a, you know, mixed audience or not. We'll have a good time. He's like, oh yeah, but they pack it out. I'm like, all right, cool. So we drive out there. We get there about half an hour early and we walk in and there's nobody there. What? You hear something? Yeah. You hear that hissing? I think you just got a high volume up on the headsets. All right. Go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess that's me. Was that it? I swear I've been hearing, I'm hearing like a hissing. Yeah, I heard it too, but I think you just had the volume up. All right, it went away now. There you go. I'm losing my shit. Both. Great. I lose my eyesight, now I'm going to be losing my hearing. Mm-hmm. I don't need this shit. Going downhill quick. I'm losing well, hair, it's, losing... It's a good thing that the two ways you make money isn't through audio and visual. <laughs> That's the only way I make fucking money. <laughs> shit. Mm. Take all my senses away. All right. So Charlie Bowie and I get there. We get there early. We walk in. No one's there. And it's just, it's, it's a small club, but it, it's totally tricked out inside. Like it's, it's nice lights, tables, yeah. everything else. And they're just playing some station that's just playing continuous, like eighties rock and the videos like on all the screens, <laughs> which I gotta say, I loved, <laughs> I, was, yeah, I love this bar. I was in heaven, <laughs> of course, but of course we're sitting there and it's not filling up. And this is supposed to be like an eight o'clock show and the bartender comes over to us at like eight and like, would you mind guys, would you mind holding for like 15 more minutes? And Charlie and I are like, no, nah, we don't not. have a choice. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we ended up holding till like eight thirty, I guess. And the only table that showed up was a table of five older gentlemen, which during the course of the show, I found out one of them was 82. One was 81 and the Jesus. rest were within their 70s. And then one single guy sat at the bar in his 50s and then the bar staff. And that was it. So we're talking six audience members. What was it, Cocoon Night? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. And um, Charlie went up, and I'll, I'll say this. Charlie, uh, he's been semi-retired from the comedy scene, but he went up like a fucking trooper. No stage, wireless mic. He went up, uh, stood about 10 feet away from the table, and just went into his material. And uh, they were just... One guy had his back to Charlie for the first five, oh, six nice. minutes. There it is again. You hear that? Yeah, been hearing it. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's like a wave. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because maybe they can't hear it. Turn. I hope not. It's like. I guess I'm gonna be doing editing. At ten minutes in. Anyway, so yeah, Charlie Bowie's doing. (laughs) It's not the fan, dude. It's raining out. It's not raining out. Then she's got water going in the kitchen. Take off your headsets. That's not rain. That's water. You're telling me that water is coming. these mics ain't that damn good. And now there's a fan. You take off your headset. I can't believe we're dealing with this over the podcast. You're the technical guy. Take <laughs> off know. your headset. I'm not, I took... There. What's that? I don't I don't know, but it's not rain. No, take off your headset for a second and listen. There's something out there. It's like a fan or something, right? Probably the cooking fan over the stove. Right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're getting. Anything, any other jobs you do? I should tell you what's going on with you. You need, you need me to come down to the cry school, show the kids how to throw a punch? What's going on? Do, do that, please. <laughs> Whatever, All man. Right. So, 
<laughs> we're going back to the story. Of course so, we're going back to the story. Louis was talking to these old people but, that had their back tur- tur- turned towards him. Yep. yep. And uh, as if things weren't going bad enough, uh, all of a sudden the wireless batteries go out on the wireless. Of course, wire. because and, it's the black cloud that follows you. And, and Charlie had just done a joke. And all of a sudden, the mic goes out. And for a second, Charlie thought they had cut his mic seven minutes into nah. <laughs> So he got pissed? No, no. He handled it like a trooper and everything else. But the funny thing with Charlie is he's got a couple of jokes in there that have like the words gay in it. And he didn't edit before he got up there. Oh, nice. So me knowing his jokes, it was just fun watching him do things like he's like, so I have this really little dog <laughs> and then the whole joke is uh he's like so uh it, the whole joke is basically his dog gets sprayed by a skunk and uh he everybody tells him to use tomato juice to get the scent out and it's the joke is basically tomato jo- juice doesn't do anything it just turned his really little gay white dog into a really gay little pink dog okay and that's the punchline usually but <laughs> today or that night it was just like so it turned my really little white dog into, into a, a really pink dog and for some reason it just you know it could have been there's only six people in the audience but for me personally it was hysterical because just to see him i'm not sure i can use that word gay in here you know? <laughs> and then at the end he's got a joke about his uh driving a honda fit going from driving a truck to driving a honda fit and he's like uh you know it just when I used to honk my truck horn, it would be like, uh, get out of my way. And now it's like, meep, meep, <laughs> sparkles. And then the ending line of that joke is, yeah, that car's so gay, the alignment's off or something like that. And, he and he's that. like, he's like, meep, meep, sparkles. And he's like, yeah, that car, that car is small. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so it's just fun to watch him backpedal. Some of these shows are just fun. You like seeing, you know, your friends struggle. <laughs> Is that what it was? And your friends in pain. <laughs> and then I didn't I didn't feel too bad for him because uh, when he's like, okay, that was his closer. He's like, okay, you guys ready for your headliner tonight? The one guy at the bar goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. And then I still had to go up and do 45. Did so. you have any laughs? Dude, by the end of the show, the table of old guys, uh, there were six people in the audience. I sold four watches. Okay. So you right. made it. Uh, one of the guy reached out to me, ordered another two and two wallets because I had sold out wallets already. And then uh, just when I was doing the wrap up, and I was like, hey, guys, you know, you turned out to be a lot of fun because they were the, these old guys turned out to be a blast. And I'm like, this could have gone way differently and everything else. And, you know, I know it's tough when there's only a few people in the audience to sit there and enjoy a show. But you guys were amazing. I had a great time tonight. And the oldest guy, the 82-year-old, came up to me after the show. He's like, we've been to every comedy show here. He's like, you and your buddy are by far the best comedians that have been through here. And I'm like, nah, you're just... He's like, no, seriously. He's like, And then you he gave you... Then he bought you a drink. Uh, his buddy... <laughs> and then you woke up... His buddy was in a... In the parking lot. His buddy was a physicist. Uh-huh, I bet. Uh-huh. Slipped and uh, all these guys, all these gentlemen, you could tell they were really well off. I felt like... I did like I riffed with them. And I was like, "You guys are like the uh, the five families of the Brevard Gay Mafia." Came out and sat down, and we interrupted your meeting. And, <laughs> and we so we did a whole bunch of gay uh, mafia references and stuff like that. But you can tell all these guys had money. Yeah, yeah nothing like getting roofied by an eighty year old man. 
Have you been there? That saggy What's balls all over your face. Tell us more. What was your experience like? <laughs> I've never been to a gay no, club. No, you seem really... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like... You, you know, gays aren't just at gay clubs. They're everywhere, Kurt. Yeah, I know. That's how I met you. Where? <laughs> Improv. Improv? <laughs> you think I'm gay? Mm, nah. Yeah, I was going to say. I could give you that one. I was going to say, I've been through... You know, I was a... <laughs> I've been I, through multiple men. I was. I was. Gay. I was a... Theater student all through high school and college. Pretty. I worked a, for Disney. I love show Two tunes. I, I'm just saying. Three flags. I'm show just saying. Tunes. I have walked through gay hell and come out unscathed. So, yeah, I'm pretty secure in my masculinity. Right on. I don't think you could resist the temptation. I think you would be in like a musical for five minutes before you're like, wow, that guy's got good calves. No. Yeah. I've been in a musical. I have you? Him. What I were you him. in the musical? I think I went to go see Lion King. And uh, oh, I thought you meant you were in a musical. No, hell no. Why not? No, dude. Why not? Because his body can't be in leotards. You could have played Timon in Lion King. You got the right height. <laughs> Look, well, for the price they pay for those, I would do a Timon, but still. You would do a Timon? I definitely pay anyone. They don't pay those damn people. What do you mean? Broadway stars make bank. Do they make bank? Yeah. I thought they make as much money as a comedian. Always like starving actors mm -hmm. or actresses. Well, it's because it's hard to get those good jobs, but once you get one of those jobs and the the Broadway show has like a four year run or something. Oh, you're okay. Set. You're good. All yeah. right. Well, it's just that getting in the door thing. Yeah. How long were you doing Broadway for? Me? I never did Broadway. Or, or show tunes, whatever the hell you were doing. Oh, uh, theater all through high school. Uh, you didn't do it college. as an adult? What do you like mean? for Disney? Show tunes. Like, or whatever. You know, like those people that be like dancing around and singing at Disney, like out in, in the. Oh, public. I never danced or sang at Disney. You used to the characters. Yeah. But you never were like a, like a quartet or something like that. I can't sing, dude. Doesn't matter when you have a bunch of five, like five other guys like backing you up. It all sounds the same. I don't think you know how music works. Yeah, they're like, hello, hello, hello. See, do it with me now. Ready? Hello. They're like, no, come, you got to harmonize, man. I can't. You got to harmonize. I'm tone deaf. You're not tone deaf. I am tone deaf. You're. you're that can't be tone deaf if you just heard me say hello, hello, hello like that. I'm, I didn't say I was deaf. I said <laughs> I was tone deaf. <laughs> you, what do you, mean? you play you play the guitar. You can't be tone deaf. I can. I'm also rhythmically challenged. Wait, what was I'm that? I'm a terrible musician. No, you can play freaking riffs. I've seen you play riffs on the damn guitar. You got more talent when it comes to music than I do. I just press That's play. That's not saying much. That's... <laughs> Really. I take your song and then I remix it into a beat. You should. You should <laughs> That's all that. I do. So, uh, yeah. And then I was off Friday. <laughs> then Saturday night, I drove down to Boca Raton. I was at the Boca Elks Lodge with Ben Lee's and Richie Lee's for their, uh, they do this thing called uh, Comic Cure, where they set up uh, comedy shows as charity events for organizations, stuff like that. And I was on the show. Richie opened it up. That was a great crowd. Richie opened it up. Uh, then, uh, there were two guest spots. One was this, uh, Latino chick named Maritza and she was pretty good. Then there was this old guy named Jim who had to be like 84 and he went up. He was, he was interesting. And then, uh, nice. funny enough, there was a ventriloquist magician as my feature. And I only bring that up because number one, it was a really cool, nice dude. But number two, when I was 19 or 20 years old and I'd just seen Amazing Jonathan on stage and decided I wanted to be a comedic magician, I went to the only magic shop at the time in South Florida and it happened to be owned by this guy. And I didn't know that. And so that was uh, 23 years later. I bought 
23 years later, I'm working with this guy, and I have bought some of my first magic equipment from him. You've just been surrounded by puppets lately. Joselito, then this guy. I'm getting used to it. Used this guy was a ventriloquist, though, but I called him out. Because uh, after the show, he's he also does Santa Claus. Like, he's one of those professional Santas during Christmases. Okay. So he's got this big white mustache and this beard. And I'm like, dude, I can't tell if you... <laughs> I couldn't see your mouth move, but it's only because your mustache... Because he has a big-ass beard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I told Jose Lita, I'm like, you're like Jeff Dunham, but you're like, I'm not going to learn to do ventriloquism. No, he hides. He I'm hides, just going to get a sheet to yep. be back there. It's genius. Speaking of which, Jose Lito, uh, I've... You know, since I worked with him, I've been following him on Instagram and everything. I love his little videos he does. They're funny. He just does these great promos. I think, yeah, it just lends to the puppet lends to getting put in some really interesting situations. He's funny. He just dropped. He just, uh, I guess, uh, got approved by Instagram, whatever, because they mm. deleted his old account. Mm. He does this thing called the Booty Olympics mm. and where he just takes like these like reggae dance hall. You ever seen like these guys that like jump on the women? They look like doing, they're doing wrestling moves, but they're dancing. Oh, like they're dancing. Right. And all mm. of a sudden, like they'll jump off like a scaffold and then like land between the girl's legs. And like, it's, it's like, like, like rabbit humping. And no, dance. you've never seen. I've never these? seen that. They're so freaking wild. I've seen things where girls are on stage dancing. And some guy goes to do a backflip and knocks, knocks the girl off the stage. at like spring break or stuff like that. It's kind of like that. But um, <laughs> it's much worse. It's just, so they banned his account for having that. They banned his account because he does like voiceovers. Oh, like he. uh um, narrates it yeah he just kind of makes fun of it no he's the joe sensabella of <laughs> but he's but he's funnier um and then he <laughs> and um he they, i don't know why but they, they uh deleted his account for it but now he's back and he just oh did nah, he nah, open nah, it nah, 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 nah. he opened it on like monday or whatever and hit like 16k one wow. post Wow. 16K on one post. I was like, jeez. Yeah, we got to get our social media guy on it. Yeah, it's just freaking nuts. So what I tell you last night when I saw you, I'm like, we need a fucking puppet. And welcome back to the 2017 Booty Olympics. This is your host, Jose Lito. And here we have a special Dominican edition of the Booty Olympics. And this Dominican Cari Freco slinging bichotazo at the baby shower. Because you always know there's that one couple that don't know how to act. And abuelos, I mean, a cabron, this kid's here. But the Cari Freco don't care because he's focused on the toting. He's plotting all deep in the toting. And the booty's trying to pop that cooling. You're going to have to narrate it to our listeners because they have no idea. It's just everything sexual. No, I mean, you got to tell them what you're looking at. So what's happening is this dude's just like dance all over his at like what looks her. like a nice party or yeah, it looks like a party a family and is that reunion. A, is that like a quinceanera right now? So it's like mm. he's getting real raunchy and I don't know, it's just funny to me. But yeah. well, you're a DJ. Have you had that happen before? Where you're What's at that? a party and people start dancing really inappropriately at yeah. like a decent event? Oh yeah, really? Like yeah. weddings and stuff or what? Yeah, mainly at weddings or uh, quinceaneras where the parents the alcohol kinda, kicks the in, alcohol kicks in, and then like the parents just kind of like lose their shit. Usually at a pool party. Really? Yeah. And then it's like, uh, I, I'm just the hired help, and I feel this is inappropriate. Well, it's also funny, too, because like, I'll play uh, edited music. Mm -hmm. So like recently, I DJed a 7th uh, and 8th grader uh, graduation party. Mm -hmm. So I'm DJing. I play all edited songs. And mm -hmm. I guess, I think, um, Ari Ariana Grande, she has a song, and it says bitch. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't say bitch on my end. Right. So they're singing all of a sudden. Everyone, all the kids yell at the same time, bitch. And all the staff look at me. I was like, man, that's not me. That's your people. And that's your parents' that's your, skills That's right your there. people. Uh, that's your kids singing it. Yeah. And then I played like another song, and they started doing like booty dancing. I was like, nope, mm. different song, quick. <laughs>
Yeah, uh, baby's mama used to work in like a <laughs> VPK, like daycare situation. Okay. Well, what else do I call it? We're not married. We're not dating. We're not anything. So she's the mother of my children. Got right? you. So, and that's what that's why I have her listed as as my next of kin and uh, my DMB on my driver's license. I've told you this before, right? Like refresh when, me. When you go get your driver's license, they have to have an emergency contact. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I put down, you know, her, and then they put what is your relationship to your contact and i put uh mother of my children and then i raced and just put baby's mama because i figure if i'm in a car accident and something bad happens and they got you wrote pull baby's up my mama? file yeah i did Jeez. i figured they gotta pull up my file and like if i can bring a little joy and get one last laugh at the people <laughs> at the crime scene like uh has anyone contacted uh blah 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 the uh baby's mama <laughs> You're just doing it for a laugh. I'm just doing it for... Look, there's probably nothing they can do for me after I'm smashed all over the side of the road. So <laughs> if I can bring one more laugh, like, it's my closer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, when she was uh, working at, like, VPK and daycares, uh, she had these two little, like, five-year-old girls singing uh, My Humps, My Humps, yeah, my, my Sexy Lady Lumps. And it's like, what? That was, that was uh, singing right there, man. Let me do that again. My humps, my humps, so my sexy lady lumps. I know I sound just like Fergie. I got, <laughs> that, just like... I got that smoky tone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you that doing? lazy eye with it, too. That's Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> Bring you the hits. <laughs> what was that show she was on early on on Disney, like a kid rock show? Oh, I don't know about that. That's where she got her start. It was, uh, was it Kids Incorporated? I don't know anything yeah, about that. Yeah, this is back in like the early 80s. It was like Disney's first shot at like a, uh, you know, oh, it's about a bunch of kids who are in a band and they go through troubles and stuff like that. And I think she was uh, she was the girl on there. You're pulling it uh, out? I'm pulling up her bio, but geez, that's a lot of shit to read and I don't want to read it now. Just put in uh, Kids Incorporated. Yeah, you're right. Fergie was, was originally a member of children's television series called Kids Incorporated. What year was that? 2001. 2000? No. It's oh, got to be before that. Mm, in 2001, she she left the group and joined the Black Eyed Peas. No. That's fucking, I'm fucking reading it right there, man. No, it didn't go till 2001. I mean, it is There's Wikipedia. no way Kids Incorporated went till 2001. Listen, bro. That's what it says. There's a TV show that ran on Disney. <sighs> Since 2002 it ended uh, 1984 to 2002 uh, Nope Kids Incorporated is an American children's television program It is largely a youth oriented program With musical appearance The pilot episode was shot on September 1st, 1983 The show aired in syndication From 84 to 86 On the Disney Channel From 86 to 94 That's what I said no, you said 2001. Yeah, who gives a shit? No, oh, who cares? She has a tiger face. Who does? Fergie. Yeah, she's got those weird eyes, right? Yeah, I'm looking at her. I never really like paid attention to her. She has a very uh, like cat cat face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, she is going to age horrible. Yep. Drove back from Boca Saturday night. <laughs> Let me like... get. I gotta get you back on track because if you go down the internet thing, you'll be there for the next 20, 30 minutes. All right, I'll get off of this. Yeah. So uh, I drove back from Boca that night and uh, took the kids to see Aladdin. Oh, boy. Disney's Aladdin. Is it as bad as everyone says it is? Mm, I, 
I don't think it's as bad as anyone says it is, but basically I, I think this pretty much sums it up. It's like Slumdog Millionaire, <laughs> but instead of trivia questions, it's Will Smith. Okay. And that's... So it is a Bollywood movie. It, it's, it has such a Bollywood feel to it. Even at the end, spoiler alert, even at the end, during the credits, they do like a cast member dance. Of, oh, I knew that. That's <laughs> every... I was going to say, that's not a spoiler alert. That's a straight up, like, that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But it stuck pretty true to the, you know, cartoon storyline. Did line. Iago talk? The parrot? Yeah. Yeah. But, it talked, but it's not... Um, it talked very parody, like just repeating. Things. It's not Gilbert? No. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. yeah. So did they, how many how many dance numbers did they have? At least not counting the ending. One. I I was surprised. I I didn't know it was going to be such a musical. Like I thought when they said live action, they were just going to do the story. Well, you got Prince Ali, Prince Ali, fabulous. He only a stronger than ten regular men. What? I'm just impressed. <laughs> Stop it. And then uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, you never had a friend like me. Yep. A whole new world. Yep. What's the first song in the beginning? What's the... Uh, mm, I don't know. Doesn't he have a song in the beginning in the movie, the cartoon? He's like running down. He's like running. Running. Yeah. Gotta steal. And this one. He's like stealing like, bread and shit Gotta like that. steal to eat. Gotta eat to live. Yeah, that song. Eat to, uh, so there's a total of like five songs. There's a good number of them. Oh, yeah. Jafar has one too, doesn't he? And then he? there's the... I can show you the world. Yeah, a whole new world. Is that what's called? Yeah. I never knew that. Sing it, sing it, Mike. Shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> Why are you doing the Indian head thing when you're singing? Tell me, Prince Nasdarendu, you first let your heart decide. <laughs> A whole new world. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they end it with the the, the classic ding da 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 ding right? Yeah. See. Hey, ding a da ga. They always look like they're screwing light bulbs in. You notice that when they're, they're dancing? Like, hey, buddy, buddy. Oh, screw it, light bulb. Let's go to Home Depot. <laughs> Let's screw everything. Amanda doesn't take the screw in a light bulb. All of us! <laughs> break it down. Yeah, that's that's yeah. they definitely uh, they mm -hmm. break it down at the end, huh? Yep. They do a lot of, like, pop and lock to the left and right, too. They're like, I was really disappointed... I was really disappointed in the lack of Caucasian people in the film. Why would there be? They're in India. They ain't no damn Caucasian. Oscar's so brown. Oscar? I remember when they were saying the Oscars were so white a couple of years ago. <laughs> okay. Well, I just feel like my race was severely... Your race didn't belong in that movie. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll say it. What? You guys directed it and hold the camera, but that's it. Hey, look, this was filmed in the Middle East, supposedly, right? Yeah. And Jesus was in the Middle East, right? And we all know Jesus is white, so why weren't there more white people? There's no white people, man. It's an Indian movie. But Jesus is obviously white. You're lucky you got Will Every Smith. Every picture I've seen of Jesus is white. What's your point? He's not in Aladdin. He doesn't need to he be in He should have been. He should have been. Jesus should have been showed up in Aladdin. Why not? <laughs> okay. I, I think the Lord and Spirit should be in everything. Oh, boy. You stop trying to rack up points there, Pete Holmes. It's too late for me. <laughs> I got nothing. No, yeah. it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, sure. I'll, I wait, mean, for, I'll wait for Netflix. I ain't, yeah, I ain't going nah, there to see that shit. Nah, the kids enjoyed it, you know? Was right. the special effects, like, decent? Because, like, on the trailer, they look bad. Like, Will Smith's face looks weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's like his, it wasn't proportioned to the head. That dude, His head was huge, and then, yeah. like, 
it was like slumped down. He's a friggin' genie, dude. I get that, but you got at least proportion he actually, CGI he correctly. He actually spends a lot more time in the movie not... As genie. Yeah, he's more, of course. more in his Will Smith with a man oh, bun top we, knot. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, he wasn't going to be blue for the whole they're thing. They're not going to do that budget. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But... Yeah, then to step into a role where it's like... Uh, did they give any you rights? Yeah, Robin Williams yeah, yeah. did such a great job in the cartoon and being off the... Yeah, but did they, did they give like a like a Robin Williams send-off? Or did they they did gave they a couple, couple of nods to the actual animated film during like the what? movie. Like at one point... Uh, uh, Aladdin's looking for... Like the princess is like, well, where is this... Babwa, where's the city of Babwa? And he pulls out a map and he's sort of like trying to look at it. And he's like, Junior, I need this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, a little cartoon genie from like the animated movie pops up on the map, like being like, you know, oh, from shoulders. like the actual, yeah, like from the actual um, yeah. old cartoon, I guess, if you want to say. Yeah. And a couple of times, like genie pulls down a chart to show like the plan and the the sketch on the plan it's like the cartoon aladdin and the cartoon genie and the cartoon oh that's cool yeah so there's a little bit of nod to the original but yeah it was nothing i was crazy about but how was jafar as a villain um he looks like every guy that he was too handsome i heard was he that's what everyone's saying he's like dude that's that guy's too good look he looks better than aladdin that's what they were saying (laughs) they're like no he's supposed to look like a, a creepy old dude Oh, he, he wasn't made, creepy or old. He was more like Aladdin's age. That's what I'm saying. Like, which it, it makes, makes sense. It, yeah, it doesn't make as much sense when it's like that whole "I'm gonna marry the princess" because in the movie that was like, yeah, you're a creepy old dude. Did they add the that. creep factor? Because like in the in the cartoon, he was creepy. He was kind of like doing like that whole like Me Too movement, yeah, like grabbing a feel without her without her permission. No, it, in fact, uh, you know, he, there's even the scene in the movie where he's talking. Jafar's like talking about how. Uh, he used to be just like Aladdin, like a street thief and everything else. And there's a scene that what? actually there's a scene that actually pivots on Jafar after he's been banished from the kingdom, kind of like pickpocketing Aladdin. Oh and he does gosh. a move. He does a move like that you would have seen Aladdin do. So it was almost like it was more believable that Aladdin and Jafar were used to grow up and be friends. Right. He's not supposed. To, he's supposed to be an older dude. Yeah. He should have been an older creepy dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm also disappointed they didn't Bad use, casting. Yeah, they didn't use Gilbert for the freaking parrot. Come on. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. He's still alive, man. Use him. Yeah, but then Gilbert got into some shit a while back. Because <laughs> he made that bad joke about And he lost the because uh, he was the, the Aflac. Aflac boy. Yeah. Aflac. Yeah. Like, Who gives uh, a shit? We can't have a racist duck. Yeah. That's what they that's what they, that's Gilbert made a comedian. He's gonna make those jokes. Oh, uh speaking of um Gilbert Godfrey. I guess uh, this just hit Netflix. Jeff Ross is doing historical roasts. I watched the first episode. Was it pretty good? It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's only 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like a giant like yeah. a giant roast, kind of like how we do. Yeah. But there's only three roasters. Oh, bummer. So it's quick. No, it's, it's kind of cool, though. So it'll be like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And then they'll have like Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot the other two. Mm-hmm. And then just Jeff hosts it. And then they have like Well, I saw Hitler. I saw... Gilbert Godfrey was playing Hitler. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen the episode yet, but yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was funny when Jeff Ross, because he's been doing the roast for years, but when I saw that they're now doing character roast, great. I was like, <sighs> oh, no. 
You know, you know, it's only a matter of time before they start doing Marvel and DC. And yep. They're doing history now. Yep. Because they already got rock stars. Like I saw the Freddie Mercury uh-huh. guy dressed up, and I think I saw like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. You know, Bob Saget which, was a Lincoln. Which we've been doing character roasts for a while now. You know. Yeah. And actually, some of those were on our agenda for this year when we couldn't do certain roasts at MegaCon because the sponsors, like we couldn't do Warner Brothers or Disney characters. So we sent over a list of roasts we wanted to do and the ones that they approved back we weren't happy with right out of the gate but one of them was going to be like a roast of like a rock and roll hall of fame roast of you know dead rock stars right stuff but whatever we still got stuff coming up we do no <laughs> i was like what, what character is you got everybody here? no a bunch of the people have been hitting me up we're like what's the next roast why are we doing a roast what's the next and i'm like i i got nothing like we had talked about doing game of thrones for mega con that's of gonna be thrones. tough but first of all, it was like I felt like a lot of it was too generic unless you were a die hard Game of Thrones. Fan. Exactly. You know, and same thing with Walking Dead. It's like how much can you really do? And, and until a lot it's of people like, fell off a of Walking Dead. I did. God knows I did. So then we were talking. I about, watched and I don't remember it. We were talking about doing like a Harry Potter. But I could I could swing back around on maybe Game of Thrones now simply because now we have the whole storyline done. Like I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Without having, you know knowing where it was going and everything else and now i would i would consider doing a game of thrones roast because i feel like you can pick and choose what characters would make sense to do right and you know the storyline and how everything turns out so you can do all the cheap shots now right yeah well i don't know man like to do that roast would be tough though man you gotta have like a die hard even even the show's over there's still a lot of people that are just like i don't give a shit and they're not gonna care about the characters yeah but I mean, if you look around town, you got these people doing Game of Thrones trivia, and there's no denying that was, like, one of the most watched. Of course. So, I mean, all we got to do is fill up these showrooms of two to 300 people. I think we can do it, no problems. And let's face it, Megacon, you're going to get the people who know the stuff. And whenever you're writing a roast joke, you got to do that fine line of writing what's going to play to everybody. So a lot of times it's just by looks and character, you know? Like, so many laughs we got during Black Panther and this Marvel stuff wasn't even about knowing the storyline it was more about seeing how people show up look like yeah 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 Yeah. and you want to do that you want to make it fun like we've had guys on our roast before that are like diehard geek marvel fans and they go too far back and you go deep down the rabbit hole and it's like uh what where even like the most you know i guess they're called uh what it's supposed to be an insult but like in the comic geek community when you call someone a casual it's like, oh. oh, you're not a real fan. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. one of those, you know, surface yeah. casual. Yeah. So, um, but I, I could see doing another roast. It's just so much work that goes into it. Hell man. yeah, it's a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. But so it'd have to be for the right reason. Like we got a call, they want us to do a roast of St. Patrick's Day or something, right? Dude, yeah, that was I was like, that's gonna fail. Which I just had a couple of issues with it. Number one, St. Patrick's Day, like, yeah, I get St. Patrick. But he's not really a holiday character. Hell no. So what you do, you throw a leprechaun up there, and then who you get to roast him? It's the same people from the holidays that we have. You for, do what? Santa, Easter it's Bunny. It's just flipping around the... Yeah. Yeah. Roast of Santa. Yeah, pretty much. With the way I feel, we already do a holiday roast, and that incorporates... Like, true, we haven't had a leprechaun on there yet, but... Right. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Any roast ideas coming up? Not, not character-wise. I mean... Can't. I think in Orlando. I also feel like the roast era kind of died now. 
No, I th- I think it's something people still enjoy. People will still like maybe not for comics, but lay people will come out because they enjoy the costumes and the set and the storylines. And especially if you're fans of something like You mean character roasting. I mean yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk roasting. about like regular like comic on comic roasting. Yeah, I don't know. They I mean they still got the roast battles going on. If right? they do, they don't they don't show it like they used to. I don't know what happened. They just kind of died out. Like I was really on top of roast battles and yeah. then I don't know something happened where they stopped showing them. Hmm. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't know. I could see, like, even Orlando, we've looked at different venues. But, I mean, I think the roast that we haven't done that would do really well in Orlando is going to either be, like, a Harry Potter roast just because we got Universal right there. We've done the Star Wars roast, but we could do another Star Wars roast, especially now that Disney's opening up the Yeah, and then you got another movie coming out this year. Yeah. and uh, Star Star Wars roast was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What else you got? You got some news stories over there. You were talking <laughs> about, or you, you you had a story that you said I wasn't gonna like, so I well, can't wait to hear okay, about this. Okay, so this popped up on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, before I talk about it, um, so it's pretty much another podcast. It's a minute long, and this guy. Let me paint the picture. So it's a guy and a girl, and the guy that's talking about this, the thing that he does. He's a bodybuilder, way into his 30s, mm-hmm. late into his 30s. And um, he talks about something that he does in the bathroom. And when the girl corrects him and the people in the studio correct him, it was almost like a rush of reality of why are you doing this. And this guy's a bodybuilder, by the way. Like He's huge. He's a diesel-looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'll leave it at that because then I, I put it to the test. Just like we all touch shit before. No, no, I've never shitted in a tissue before. You shit, you touch shit every single day if you shit. Like, you don't wipe yourself? It got shit in the tissue when you wipe yourself. You don't know how to get the... Why are you touching the shit? The tissue is for the shit. That's what I'm saying. You you grab shit all the time No, 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 you're not saying that. You don't. Yeah, you You're wipe. Wipe and you grab the shit. You don't grab. Why are you grabbing hold shit? Hold on, hold on. Do you got so shit you stuck me, in your ass while you're on, taking? So you telling me that y'all just let the doodle fall in the toilet? Y'all don't catch it every what? time? Yo. I am about to leave, bro. How do y'all take a shit? I must have seen this shit wrong. My nigga. I've been catching my shit all these years. Now, I'm more disgusted than, like, I feel like I can't continue. What are you talking about? I'm, my stomach so is So hold tiny. on, so y'all just sit there and shit right, come right out. He's been no catching his shit. What like happens a, if you got like the runs or something like that? Yo, what do you do then? That shit, you wash your hair. Why do you think people wash their hands? <laughs> Yo, you shit in your hand, bro? With tissue. <laughs> this is worse than I thought. <laughs> so this guy literally wraps his hand in tissue. Yes. And then like he's a catcher. He yes. He just puts it under he his sh- ass he while he's. Right, because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, he, he wipes his ass. And then like, you know, sometimes you go a little bit too... <laughs> too break quick the paper. yeah you break the paper you get doo-doo on your hand you're like ah okay mm-hmm. i was like all right whatever but then i started realizing i was like oh he's not talking about that he's literally cupping that he's like letting the, like a the, monkey flinging poo yeah he's but, catching it like a like baseball and then putting it in the toilet and then dropping it in the toilet and like he's <laughs> like what would the point of that be like this face his face of realization when you're like you just let it w- drop in the water like yeah, yeah. he's like what where did he come up that nobody corrected him on this? So, I'm assuming this guy is a bodybuilder. He's probably taking dumps like three, two to three times tops daily. Mm. 
and he's in his 30s. Mm. That's over like 10,000 dumps. No, it's way more than that. Way more than that. <laughs> he's been shitting in his hand. <laughs> since. So you put this to the test? So I had to. <laughs> so first off, first off. Because you're like, maybe there's something to this. No, I knew this was going to be gross. First off, it's super weird. Um, second, I did, and I had to do it twice. Why? <laughs> because the first one didn't work out well. Because <laughs> like I elaborate. Like, so like I was like, wait, how is he doing this? So like, does he go from the front back, or does he go from the back front? Like, does he stand up a little bit, get his hand under there? Right. Does he standing up and like, because like standing up, that's a nightmare. Because then like fecal mm-hmm. matter will fly mm-hmm. all over the place. Sure. <laughs> Look at your face. Mm. So then I was like, all right. So then I did it where I just pretty much went front to back. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. This is gross because it's super warm. And it's just like, it's like giant soft serve plopping on your hand. But then I realized this guy must be getting butt naked and then doing it reverse cowboy where he's like facing the porcelain. You get what I'm saying? Like he's he's not sitting on the toilet like he's supposed to. He's he's reversing it. He's facing. So then when he takes a dump, he just has it right there, because then the porcelain's not blocking his hand, because his hand, his arms, his arms are too big. So there's no way he can reach back there mm. to catch it fully. Mm. So he's reversing the seat and then he drops it and then he drops it in the toilet. And I did it that way and that was horrible, but still, <laughs> that's that's my that's my analogy of that's how he did it. Uh, well, you know, thank you so much for going to the effort. High five. No, high five. Absolutely not ever again. <laughs> Never. I didn't. I, I honestly didn't shit. I I wrapped my hand like a mummy. You know, uh, I think it was. Two, it was a lot of wasted toilet paper too. 2010 or 2011, I went up to Vegas, and the uh, the casino I was performing at was also a resort hotel, and they were hosting the Mister Universe pageant. And so it was all bodybuilders. So I'm like, well, I guess uh, I'm not. This must smell like guess, fucking protein and ball sweat. I was like, guess I won't be going to the pool this weekend. <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, so I was in the elevator after a show and I had, I had a couple of drinks and there was this like really big guy there. And uh, I just remembered in high school, someone had made the joke like, how those bodybuilders even wipe the rats? They can't. You know, so I looked at him and yeah, I just I, I was drunk and I was just trying to be a dick. And I looked at him like, how you even wipe your ass? And like some girls in the elevator laughed and he just looked at me. And he's like, with little guys like you. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, fair enough. <laughs> five, five, floor five, floor five, floor five. Yeah, because if you put a sticker on their back, they can't take it off. I'm <laughs> <laughs> serious. You, you talk about fucking with bodybuilders like people mess with turtles. Like if yeah. you flip a turtle over, it can't set they itself can't, up. Right? They can't do this. They can't scratch the middle of their back. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> like big apes, man. Yeah, uh, oh, that's, they, that's why they, they 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 wipe them front to back. <laughs> I watch Iron uh, Iron something on on Netflix. They talked about it. <laughs> oh, so I get a notice from my bank the other day. I get <laughs> I get an email. Mr. Mike, when are you gonna put money? This is what a bank's for. <laughs> yeah, I get a notice from my bank the other day. They're like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna be sending you out a new bank card just as a preventative measure." Here's the thing. I've got five replacement cards in the past year and a half from my bank. One time, one time was because uh, I went through checkers, gave them my card. They didn't give it back. Nice. And when I noticed, I went back through the drive-thru. They're like, no, no, we give it back. I'm like, oh, whatever, cancel, you know. But the other times, they're just like randomly going, hey, your card might have been caught up in a 
blah, blah, blah. Let me guess the bank before you say it. Go ahead. I already know what bank. It's an awful bank, and I dropped them. Which this one? Happened. Bank of America. No. Really? No, but I, I posted about it on my Facebook today, oh, and did? that was one of the most common Dude, names that it's came the up. the worst. Bank of America is the Always worst Always getting bank. caught up in. They are the worst. Yeah. I had them for like a month, and I got my freaking account hacked. I was like, what the? And you know what sucks, dude? I'm with Fairwinds. This, this is the Fairwoods. This is the shit that just pissed me off because every time this happens, they send me a card, and here's two issues I have. Number one, I got a lot of my bills set up to be auto, you know. Oh, so you got to oh shit. So I got to go back through, do all which, that bullshit. which doesn't sound like much, but I always forget. Even though I go through my statements, yeah, I always forget that one that's like every two months or every three months, yeah, yeah. until you get that notice from them, like, hey, we went to process and it didn't come. God. Damn it. So you get hit with that late fee or whatever. And then the other thing is all these accounts, the only time I ever go in those accounts is to, you know, set up my bill payment. So now I'm sitting there trying to remember the passwords. So half the times I got to go through and re-up all my passwords. But what also sucks is every time I get a new debit card from this bank, I'll be out just, you know, on the road doing a show somewhere. And they'll come back. I'll go to a restaurant. I go to pay. And they're like, oh, this isn't. This is coming back decline. This is coming back decline. Oh, thanks. So I'll get my bank on the phone. They're like, oh, well, we just saw you were out of your area. I'm like, yeah, I travel for work all the friggin' time. Is this going to be an issue? No, the card just has to learn your... I'm like, what's it got to learn? It's got to work when I go to use it because it's embarrassing. Yeah. And then I got to spend time on the phone with you guys to get this. Ah, it just drives me crazy, dude. So what's the bank? Uh, Wells Fargo. Oh, they're pretty bad too, man. Well, I heard they got caught up in some. Uh, they got caught in a big old uh, ordeal. I, I canceled them too because uh, mm-hmm. they got they got hacked or something like that, and they like lost a bunch of counts. They had something happen like two or three years ago. Yeah, it was where, like three. Where the reps were doing something where they were setting up fake accounts, right, just to make their numbers right, or something. Yep, yep. And they're also taking people's money, and they're kind of like bouncing it between the, the other accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, I think they got caught up in the, you know, those things where you go check your, you go check your account to see if you have enough money to buy something, and you do, and then you go process it, and then they process a sale from like a week and a half earlier. <laughs> they were holding back like sales just so they could hit you with insufficient funds charges, insufficient funds charges, like right. not not processing through certain things. And holding it for a week or two. So, you know, we you don't remember every transaction you make. So when you go check your account, you're like, oh, yeah, it looks like everything's cleared. And this is what I got, you know? Yeah. And then you go buy that pack of gum and all sense like, what? Three overdraft charges. <laughs> so you're going to stay with them or you're dropping them? I never signed on with Wells Fargo. I was with Wachovia when Wachovia got, Wachovia got I was transferred. Like, isn't Wachovia not Chase or something like that? Or? Wachovia is Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo, okay. So, I don't know. A lot of people are telling me to go credit union. That's what I do, baby. How long you been doing that? Since uh, the dawn of high school, I guess. I don't know, man. But the only problem with credit unions is, is like when you're on the road and out of state, you know, you don't have them. What do you mean? A yeah, lot of credit unions are mo- more local, right? Like I can got, go, I can find a Wells Fargo pretty much anywhere I've been. No, nah, those days are over. They got they got it where they can you can use like you can use like the ATM at Publix. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. I'm a fair, I'm a Fairwinds. I've been with Fairwinds for years. Yeah. Yep. I might have to check them out because Fairwinds was when I worked at Universal. I think that was their uh, credit union over there. That's my favorite. Plus, people tell me it's better to go through a credit union for like car loans and stuff like that. Hell yeah, their interest rate is like only like two percent. Is that who you went through? For Hell years? yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
I got my car. It was like 2% interest rate. Because I've been looking, obviously, for years into buying a new car, but now I think I got pulled the trigger. I might actually buy it before this road trip in July. Where the hell are you going? I just told you at the beginning oh, that's of right, the beginning. podcast. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah, that that so, old down south thing. But I don't I don't want to go to, I, I, you know, I know you're supposed to like, oh, you go to the car dealership and they got banks competing for years. I'm like, by every one of those, it's like a ding on your credit report when they start looking i'd rather i don't think that's true anymore either really i don't think that's true like the whole like uh checking your credit score mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything well i guess there's hard inquiries and soft inquiries and the hard right, ones are the wrong, ones that stick on yeah I, I was under the impression that that those days are over yeah they they don't they you can go through 10 dealerships mm-hmm. it's not going to ruin your credit Really? Because I had a friend buy a car just like two years ago and had this exact thing happen and it ruined his credit where yeah, all the uh, all the credit. See, I heard, up, I heard otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. I have to talk to a dealership. But yeah, I think I think it'd be. I was just looking into it yesterday because they had this whole this guy that with degrees in accounting and everything, and he was shown the Foursquare method of what car dealers do when you go in to buy a car. They take that four sheet where they take the page and uh, up here they put what they want to offer you for your uh, trade, and over here is the price of the car. Down here is the uh, monthly payments, and over here is uh, yeah something. I forget what it was. But they show you how they stay focused on these two down here, trying to keep your attention off this. I, and hate, I hate going to car dealers. That, that's the real reason I haven't bought a new car. I don't want to go in and deal you gotta with You got to go with somebody that's going to – you got to go with a partner. Mm. I mean, like that's someone that's like a dick. Mm-hmm. Someone that's a dick, more worse than you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and – and that knows how to like sell cars and, and, and well, uh, and that's what I did. Scott Orbney, local comic on the scene, but also he's been like the uh, the head sales training manager over at this car dealership in Orlando for the, like the past 16, 18 years. Uh, about two years ago, when I was like, I want to go car. Show. He's like, take me with you. We'll use my dealer code, so we'll get you money right there. And he's like, and then I'll just do the negotiation for you. So why don't you do this now? I told him, I'm like, dude, that would be amazing. That's a reality sitcom I would watch where car dealers, like professional car dealers, go in and sit down with these car salespeople and just, nope, nope. That's what I did. Nope. I was my financial advisor. Yeah. Oh, the guy that you give lessons to and everything? Yeah, dude. He was like a total dick. He just worked this guy over? Dude, I was just like, I was just sitting there like a little kid like, Yo, did you? You're like say- whatever my dad says. Yeah, whatever this guy says. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you don't gotta convince me. You gotta convince him. My dad's gone into dealerships, and literally, uh, my mom has been in tears during negotiation because my dad doesn't give a fuck, and he will walk out of places, and my mom will be like, eh, and they'll be yelling back and forth with the. I'm like, why do you have to make it like that? You know, just tell me how much you want for the car. I'll tell you if I can afford it, and then we're done. And you know what? Once we get all those numbers done. Don't you fucking dare send me back to the other guy with all the fucking add-ons. Yeah, like, that's how oh, it is, man. Yeah. Like, like we, and that's where they make their real money, on the financing end of it. We said no, and then we got out. He's like, thank you for your time, but we're not interested. But, but, but. He's a, and he looks at me and goes, don't look back. Just keep walking. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm following. I'm following and you. And then what happened? Follow- they, they follow you or they call? Or- they call like a thousand times, but yeah. I wasn't going to go hey, we were able to work garbage, these numbers. It was a garbage car. Oh, it wasn't the one you got now? The, no, I went in. I went in uh, just to see mm-hmm. how much they'll give me for that car. Yeah, and I wanted the new Mazda. And oh, so had, this is recently? Maybe like two years ago. Oh, okay. I was thinking about it. I was like, mm, think about trading up, right? And I was like, man, you guys, I don't like the new model of the Mazda. I think mm-hmm. it's ugly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, I don't want it now. 
but I was just curious. I was like, I'm just curious. So did he go with you on this car as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we drove that car to the dealership. No, no. But I mean, when you first bought this car, did you? No, I didn't this? know him. I didn't oh, know okay. Him. Yeah, so yeah, you no. went in on your own on this one? Nah, pops went with me. Ah, your dad's not. My dad was my, underly my, intimidating. Here, here's the thing, though. My dad is great, but he doesn't know the number game. Yeah. So then it just comes off of him just being a total dick. And the, my other buddy, he's a numbers guy. So he's crunching numbers. And he got it down. Like, he got it down to, like, payments of, like, only, like, 200 maybe 150 a month mm-hmm. with no interest, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't like that car. I was like, all right, let's get out of here. Even at 200 150 Man, that's great. Dude, there, he got him down. Yeah. But my dad, my dad, my dad's like, whatever, dickhead, let's get out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, no, my dad's just more anger and now doesn't know the numbers. Yeah, that's he probably does it now, but not that's then. that's more of it. Like I hear about people going in and spending eight hours in there by a car, and I'm like, I don't, don't want to invest that kind of time. But they I don't wear get you down. Over. Yeah, they wear you down. And you, at the end, you feel like you've invested so much time. You gotta, you gotta buy it. Yeah, they do a lot of psychological stuff. Like even when I was talking about the uh, the four square box, yeah, they have you initial that box, which is just a piece of paper. It means fucking nothing. But that whole subliminal thing of I've signed, I signed something, something. Yeah, yeah, makes you feel compelled to stick around and go through <laughs> it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So what do you? Uh, so yeah, go hit up Scott, man. Shit, I'll take that. I'll take that deal. Yeah. I don't see what's holding you back on that. Just go look. Well, it's the same thing that holds me back on everything. Like uh, just being the one that supports everybody in the house it's like i got my nest egg and i just know as soon as i spend any money on a down payment or as right now i got no car payments in two cars you know i know as soon as i sign up for okay here's the next five to six years of car payments i know as soon as i make that commitment something's going to happen some there's going to be some financial you don't think you don't think maybe that's just the way the world's just like hey man Here's a new car. Not a chance. You worked hard for it. Never. And it doesn't even matter if I get the new car because, you know, the kind of standing rule in the house has always been. It's not a spontaneous buy. It's a planned out buy. Yeah, but the standing rule of the house is I've always made sure that the better conditioned car is available for the, the kids. kids. And so, yay, new car. And I never see it. Ask me how many times I've seen my credit card that I've had for five years. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have my credit card. Bro, what? Yeah. I don't have my credit card. You don't know the balance on your credit card? No, right I now? know the balance because I pay it every month. Okay. Yeah. Don't but do what I did. I'm saying physically, I've had my credit card like twice in my hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just saying, don't do what I did. What'd you do? I went down that road. You like, just gave her the credit card? Yep. But you didn't check online? Nope. You didn't make the payments? Nope. Why weren't you making payments on your own because credit card? Because I trusted <laughs> Oh, you idiot. You yeah. thought she was making the payments? Of course. Oh, you're a dumbass. And she was I've making, given you too much she was, credit. She was making minimal payments. Yep. And that interest rate. And when you guys got the divorce, me. you had to cover all that, right? When we uh, split? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what was it, like 25, 30? I, I think I hit 15, maybe mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. And that was just a Walmart card. <laughs> oh, my God. And then there's two other cars that, that I got hit with. So in total, when I got when I got separated... I was left because I didn't go to court. I wasn't going to do it. It was all under my name. I was going to lose it. Yeah. I would have spent more on the lawyer. Um, like 22, mm-hmm. maybe $23,000. Wow. Yeah, dude. That's. You ever talk so, to your ex anymore? Not one peep. You you don't have mutual friends or acquaintances? We have mutual friends. But they don't never bring wrong. it up. No. I mean, it's like one of those situations where like my friends were her friends. Yeah. 
and then they were my friends first. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure some of them maybe like chit chat once in a blue moon or yeah. are friends on Facebook, whatever. But I just exit all out. It's so weird to me. It's always weird that someone, like I think we've all had relationships where you're someone's best friend and they're the person you decide to spend your life with. But then just to to go from being that close to now you're non-existent in my entire life is always like a shock to me. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, and it's not like I didn't try to reach out. Yeah. But I then I just I was like, dude, I can't be this guy that's stuck in here. Yeah. So I was like, f this. Mm. And uh, nah, man, and I. I yeah, but I hob it up. I freaking made my nest egg, paid that debt free, and I'm happy now. Yeah, man. that's huge, dude. Because a lot of people would still have that debt. Fuck that, dude. They I would, was. They would just be like, "That wasn't me. You can go after her." I was eating cereal every day. Uh huh. I, I I canceled all kind of Netflix, gym, any kind of subscriptions. Down to the bare necessities. You moved back in. For, with the I moved my for a while, I moved right? my grandma. Mm-hmm. I I just helped her out. Mm-hmm. I ate anything that was in the house. Mm-hmm. Anything that was free, I eat. And I was still doing comedy, and I was still going out, yeah. no drinking, no partying, weekends. If I weren't doing, if I wasn't out doing comedy, I stayed home. Mm-hmm. I knew none of that shit, man, and I freaking paid that shit off in two years. Wow. Yeah, that's why I always find it funny when these assholes are like, "Man, I'm freaking, I got like debt." I'm like, "Don't you live with your parents? <laughs> how? How do you have debt?" Yeah, that always shocks me. Like, how do you have debt, bro? You, you're like, oh well, and then I look at you and I'm like, yo, you asshole, you're out on a Saturday, mm-hmm. clubbing, mm-hmm. you're a douche. Or you're no. buying brand new sneakers. There's there's comics I see their schedules all the time, and whenever they come in town, they're broke. And I'm like, dude, you're on the road all the time. I'm like, I'm on the road not as much as you, and and they don't even have like apartments because they're on the road all the time. I'm like, what are you spending money on that you're on the road all the time? And then I I meet people all the time that make as much as I do a week, and they're having problems with their bills and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I'm taking care of two kids and their mom and. What are you doing, dude? They gotta save. Like you gotta, you gotta get to a point where like fuck the mm. party and the fuck the like the swag and the look and all that. You gotta like mm. realize that that shit now, like that shit's gonna catch up. Like you're what, like let's say you're 27 or whatever. Right. What are you gonna do when you're fucking 35? This shit again, still. That's what I'm doing. Fuck that, <laughs> dude. Yeah, but like you're kind of like you, you got kicked in the balls, so to speak, with you know kids and everything else. Like you got responsibility level. So now you're, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing now because I don't think you spend – you're not a splurger. Oh, no, no. So that's what I'm saying. So you're like, still working on your nest egg. I, like, never buy anything for myself. The kids and their mom have everything they need. I but you also got to invest in yourself. You need to. But it, it's like even this car situation. I'm sitting here going, do I really need it? Do you, do you save, like, for the money? Let's say, you say, let's say you sold, I don't know, whatever wallets or – fire watching let's say you made five hundred dollars do you take like a 20 out of that and just put it away yeah my savings is not as good as yours but, but got, your savings not making any kind of interest is it my savings is oh it is yeah but that's just recently that's what i'm saying i mean that's granted, just recently yeah, i do, moved things over to say you started so, you yeah. fuck yeah man because so long i was just keeping it in my daily operating expense and even bank tellers would look at my account they're like you know you have this in your checking I'm like, yeah. They're like, do you need all that in your checking? I'm like, well, it's there in case I need it. And they're like, you should probably. And it wasn't until not too long ago we like we talked about finances yeah, yeah. a little bit. That I'm like, okay, well, I can put all this in savings, and if I need to, like they say, uh, the books I was reading and stuff, they're like, your checking account should only be cover like your monthly operating expenses, yep. which that's not what I did for years. 
Yeah, no, man. I've been I've been a, I've been one of the little squirrel guys where I put everything away, mm-hmm. little by little, five, ten, fifteen. Yeah, doesn't matter. Every every dollar I make, I'll put things away. And I always tell my students this. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, because they always want to buy like the new shoes or the new video game. Like, fuck that. Let's yeah. get, you know what you know what happens to that shit? It gets old, mm-hmm. and it goes lower in price. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be that first asshole to get it. You can just wait, wait it out. No mm-hmm. one cares. No one cares that you're the first person to buy it. No one cares that you're the... Unless it's a Spider-Man game console. No, I waited. What do you mean you waited? I didn't get it when it first came out. I got yeah. it on sale. Really? Did Hell you? yeah. I just remember the story of you showing up, and it was like your pretty woman moment because they thought you couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> See, but I waited. But I waited. I waited for... What was it? They, uh, I just, I showed up in like flip-flops, shorts, and a cut, sle- no sleeves t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was asking about the system, and they kind of looked at me like I didn't have money. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. Go out to my car. Let me go out to my car real quick. And I got to have my wallet on me or nothing. And I was like, yeah, let me buy it right now. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me buy it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yo. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap it up for you. Mm-hmm. No, you dick. That's Whatever. right. Don't judge a book by its cut-off sleeve T-shirt. Yeah, so no. Put it, put it in my car. <laughs> Just see the GameStop employee following you out of the mall. That's right, bitch. <laughs> Remember, I was in here earlier today, and you didn't want to sell me anything? Big mistake. But that's also like a thing. Like I tell people, like, because like, someone made a comment to me, like, oh, you, you're fucking rich. I'm like, no, I'm not rich. I just fucking, I, I planned it. Yeah. I, just, I knew this day was going to come where I was going to be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just always been that kind of guy that's just like, um, I want it, but like, I know I can get it down the line later. Yeah. So I don't know. Just I always tell I always tell the people, the uh, kids, the, my karate kids, like, look, man, mm-hmm. that ten dollars you made, put two dollars away with it. You don't need the full ten. No, I got super excited this morning because baby's mom was like, "Remember, I told you at MegaCon that there was a Lego booth, and they were looking for Lego master builders." Did I tell you about this? Mm-mm. Okay, at MegaCon there was this Lego booth. <laughs> they were looking for Lego master builders, meaning if you go to Legoland... And you I don't see, know what that is, by the way. Okay, if you go to Legoland and you see all those models they build, like the buildings and okay. the city and stuff like that, or all these, not at Disney, but like anywhere else, you see these huge Lego sculptures done for things. There's actually a group called Lego master builders, and they're the ones who assemble all those. So okay. at Megacon, they had a couple of representatives and I guess they were actually hiring people to become make Lego master builders and they were hiring in the Orlando area. So just joking around, I'm like, hmm, you should get an application to baby's mama. And then the kids were like, yeah, mommy, you should be a Lego master builder. She got Lego so, builder or something. So she signed it. Here's the thing. The woman pitching the thing, I would have taken the job. She's like, it's guaranteed 40 hours a week. You set your own schedule. Basically, uh, it comes with benefits and health insurance and everything else. I'm like, well, fuck comedy. I'll put Legos together for... Tw- Dude, man, if you would have told me that, I could have made a career of fucking building Legos. Well, so they get back to her this morning. and <laughs> Okay. They, they get back to her this morning, and it starts at 12 bucks an hour, 40 hours a week guaranteed. Yeah, which isn't great money, but when you're making zero... But you're at home with Legos. Well, it, it also has uh, benefits and insurance. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, cool, get those kids. But they wanted her to go Lake Wales to do an assessment. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Is, are you going, it's, Lake Wales is like Winter Haven area. It's like lake, south of Lakeland. It's like an hour away. Like an hour away. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Are you just going out there for the assessment? Because the girl had said there was work in Orlando. 
And uh, she's like, well, I don't know. I'm sure they'll tell me why I'm out there. I'm like, how about you call them first to make sure this isn't a <laughs> two-hour-a-day drive back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. And sure enough, that they're hiring for the Lake Wales area right now, which if it was in Orlando. So wait, you go into a factory, so to speak, and just build Lego ships and, and yeah. dumb shit like that yep. for $12 an hour? Yep. <laughs> yep. So, and I'll tell you I, what. I thought you get to work from home and they send the Legos. And then see, that like, would be great. Ta-da! But if it was in Orlando, I'd be like, yep, you're taking that job. Because <laughs> yeah, what's like, that works out to, you know, like close to 480 before taxes and stuff like that. But do you know 480 times 416, carry the three. You know how much that a month coming into the house would take some pressure off me to be able to do other shit? <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing like i'm gonna ever see a dollar of that if that started like, coming in i love it how we're having this conversation and he's just like everyone's listening to this like damn bro <laughs> you need to have a talk with her and yeah. let her know this shit does she listen to this i don't think anyone listens to this <laughs> i do do they oh yeah they do so but yeah i can't i mean the whole thing about it was finding something that she could do because the kids are out of school for the summer but then they go back into school obviously and uh you know, so it would have to be something during the while they're at school hours. Right. So, but it was a nice pipe dream for a few minutes. <laughs> it was a nice pipe dream. Uh, and then on top of all that, um, James John, his show, right? Okay. The uh, the they, lowdown. Well, it was the lowdown, but uh, they had an amazing writer change the name to that other show. So when it relaunches, it's going to be called that other show. Did you change the name to that? I did. Oh shit! I didn't know you had the. I didn't know you had the little finger in the pie. I I did, and that's why I'm like I haven't seen a check for that writing gig yet. <laughs> so uh, he's been sending me over photos of they've been building the new studio, and like I know it's been a year since this first came up. But it looks like they're actually on track, and I think they're doing the relaunch in like September. So uh, yeah, I, the whole new location and the time for me is gonna suck to get back on that show. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, but once again, that's one of those things where it's like um, still waiting to do my contract talk with them. So. Yeah, for you, you're trying to trying to get a job. Yeah. So, but hopefully the money will be right on that, and then. Uh, that was one of those things. Uh, baby's mom was like, well, how's that job going with James John? I'm like, you know what? This isn't about me working a fourth friggin' job. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, it, it's funny how I just go over, like, like, you and your girl, your relationship. Every other place I go to, it's like, it's not the 1950s anymore. It's like people work so you can get ahead and you're a team yeah, bro. and you do stuff. <laughs> And it's just like, even people who have better jobs than me and make more money, they're like, yeah, of course, you know, you're or expected. At least, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't want to sh- fucking shit on that. No, go ahead. It's cool. I'm just saying, at least have fucking her own money to fucking do shit where you don't have to like, yeah. like I'm hungry. Good. Go fucking buy a meal. Well, it's <laughs> like I used to joke about. I'm like, uh, I've never been married. The only reason I would get married at this point is so I can have a, get a divorce. And then have a court order me to pay less than what I do Jesus. now, which is fucking everything. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to happen, bro. I should do it. You should do it? Okay. Well, yeah, the kids are good. As long as I'm alive, the kids are good. Well, that's their goal, right? As a father, you, your goal is to make sure the kids don't get hurt or die and graduate. I'm and working on it. something mm. successful. Yeah. 
And like I said, that's and not why a I, comedian. That's why I don't have that life insurance policy because my kids need to understand they only get money while I'm breathing. <laughs> you know, it's whenever people get Dude, life. Do you have a will? No. You don't have a will? What do I have to leave anyone? Motherfucker, you got to write a will. I'll write it right now. No, you got to sit down and get that shit. What do I have in my wallet? <laughs> I'll give it to you. You you can be the executor of my will. But like, don't you have debt? Here we go. No. You have, you're debt free right now. I'm debt free right now. You have no debt. No debt. The house. Oh, no, it's renting, right? Yeah. I have I no say, whatever, Is that you, a good thing not to die, have that? Yeah, of course. Okay. If you die, I'm going to say that shit rolls over to the kids, I'll assume, because it wouldn't roll over to baby mama because you're not married. So, mm. Or would it? Because she would be then sole provider of the kids. Yeah, because they're all under 18. Right. Mm. So then it'll be her fucking problem. Mm. Oh, so what you're saying is I should rack up some debt and take my own life. <laughs> I didn't say you're that. You're a genius, <laughs> Kibbit. <laughs> Why didn't I think of this sooner? Pushing his mic away. <laughs> I I, no, no, I get That's not what you're saying. Wink, wink. No, no, I'm no, winking. Because we no, can't have weaking. this as like a, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not weakened at all. Yeah. For the record, this, this I did not advise that if this happens. I don't want any part of this. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm making you're the executor of my will. Uh, you can take my stand up and give those jokes away. And, <laughs> Great. Yeah. And um, you know what? Don't give them to the people who already stole them. Give them to say, someone else. Everyone already has your jokes. The only thing everyone's biting at is, your, is that you're uh, So I have twenty, forty, one, two, wallet. three, four. I got forty four dollars in cash. Okay. And I'm going to leave 40 of it to Aiden. Damn, Aiden is all the, the full 40, huh? Yep, and Ollie gets four because that's what he deserves. Holy shit. Okay, and if I die, you give that to them. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, wait, I need some gas. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you need to get home? I do need to get home. <laughs> all right, you so know what? They'll just get, let's. You know, who needs money? Just Good. give them my love. Oh my but God. make sure that Aiden gets 80% of my love. Oh, you can't die and now Ali for only like gets at least three years from this podcast because this is going to be so awkward More as I get on Tuesday again. I'm like, so. Well, episode. thanks for jinking it, my friend. <laughs> you bring that up and now Not it gets all weird. It. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. All right. No, I'm just kidding. In all seriousness, uh, seriousness, give them each 50% of my life. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. I'll sell your merch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's, that, that is the plan. That's the plan. If I die. <laughs> God, no. You, you need to find someone who gets more gigs than you <laughs> to sell my merch. I don't get gigs because I don't want gigs. That's a Because you can't do gigs. Exactly. Because you don't have the time. Exactly. I was, talking, I was talking about that with Charlie. I'm like. Yeah, I love working with Kermit, but Kermit doesn't have the life where he can just pack up and leave for a week on the road. Oh, my God, a week? Yeah. Because, you know, Kermit and Kev, when they were featuring for me, we had those things where it was like, hey, pack up, we're going, you know? And with you, you got too much responsibility at the gym. So I'm like, everybody has this. I actually cut back. I actually cut back in the gym. So At the dojo? No, my dojo, but I cut back at Fusion. Uh, training, oh, okay. training UFC guys, right? Because they weren't paying, so I tra- yeah. <laughs> I dropped them. I was gonna say, just with your schedule, it's hard for you just Dude, to pick just up too and much. leave. It was you know? just too much. Even like me with cruise lines right now, it's like they hit me up and they're like, "Hey, can you do two weeks?" No, I. Got- Why don't you do a weekend cruise like Jersey's doing? That son of a bitch is doing like three days. Yeah, and he's yeah. getting bank. Well, he's going on for doing our jokes on the on the on the open. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I know he's doing my jokes. <laughs> he told you. Yeah, he told me straight up. He goes, yo, that joke, I like it. I go, yeah. I'm going to use it. I was like, what? And then he hangs up the phone. No, that's when you say no. 
I can't say no when you hang up the phone. And, he's and then over- you put it on Facebook. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's you call people out, man. It's fine, dude. If really, if he needs my jokes, whatever. I don't. I don't dwell on my jokes. If he needs your jokes, things must be rough. It's rough. rough in the open, it's rough in the open seas, bro. But if he's doing your jokes. Oh, he's definitely doing fire wallet jokes. <gasps> Son of a bitch. <laughs> he definitely has a fire wallet or a fire watch, actually. No, nah, he can't sell those on there. No, he can't sell them. Mm. I'm pretty sure he's doing some of the art jokes. You think so? I know so. Nah, Jersey has a Jersey, you son of a bitch. I know you're doing our jokes, and I'm calling you out on it. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I have. I'll see you Saturday for game day. <laughs> you have game day? Hell no. Okay. He wants him. He wants me. He he does this whole thing where it's like game night at his house. Yeah. Where it's like board games and. Yeah. I just don't. Want does to he play. really? Yes. I've never been invited. Dude, he invites everybody. That's the thing. It's on his Facebook. Oh. Yeah, no, everyone's invited. So you got like eighty people showing up oh, to play a four God. player game. Just like eighty people, I just don't want to be around. Mm. And he's just like board game. And Jersey can't read, so like. <laughs> The, the game Uno takes forever. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, no. Mm-hmm. It's just bad, dude. Mm-hmm. You can't play Monopoly with a person that doesn't know how to play Monopoly. It doesn't know how to count. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. That's but whatever. True. Oh, well. well. So, yeah, nothing. Uh, I mean, my only plan is for this podcast to take <laughs> off and we, we get rich doing this. Yeah, we got T-shirts coming out, so. <laughs> we just got two, though. Shh. <laughs> When people ask for it, we'll be like, yeah, we put an order in for you. Mm-hmm. And we'll upcharge it, mm-hmm. whatever the price is. Yeah. Well, you know what I did in promotion? Promotion. Promotion. Push, promote is mm-hmm. uh, Patreon. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it now. If you want to see more exclusive stuff, behind the scenes things that I put up where I don't put up on Instagram or Facebook, you can find us on Patreon. You can donate a dollar or up. Of course, up is better. More The more the merrier. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would do our best to get you exclusive stuff. Why are you looking around like it's a lie? No, I was looking at the lights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's not a lie. Give us money. Give us money. Give us money. And we will help you have an entertaining day. Yeah, I would like money. Well, Mike needs it more than anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Give me money. Give me money. <laughs> Give Specify money. when you donate on Patreon. Say, this, this is, is for, is Mike, for Mike, Mike and his and his kids. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is episode 65. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon, of course, under Obligatory Podcast with Kermit and Mike. Mm-hmm. And with that said, uh, you can always catch us every Monday night at the other bar at 9 p.m. You can also catch us at the uh, improv on Wednesday nights sometimes. Oh, yeah, you're going to be at the improv this week. I will, but no one will know because this show comes out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that said, you got anything else to say, Mike? No, just good, good to see you, man. Oh. No, Tuesday nights are like my... Uh, you're, 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 you're fucking therapy. <laughs> this is it. This is this is it. This is my only chance to get away and just kind of... It's very therapeutic, so thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you guys later. Good night. Talk to you later. Peace. Bye.